Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond Sunday morning. I'm your host, Jared Cunningham. I hope you've been enjoying the series so far because it's been fun to make. So far. We are three episodes in, and even though this series is music-related and follows a regular production process, each episode still has its own emotions that fuel the making of each episode. It takes rewrites, deeper research, and time away from the screen before the episode finally clicks, usually at random. It's interesting how the spontaneity of the moment can bring ideas out of us. One of my favorite spontaneous stories involves T-Bone Burnett and Jacob Dylan. T-Bone is a musician and producer who has worked on countless projects, including albums for Counting Crows, The Wallflowers, and musical composition for the film Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The story goes that he and Jacob Dylan, leader of The Wallflowers, and son of the voice of a generation, Bob Dylan, were hanging out, catching up as friends do. T-Bone hands Dylan a guitar and says, play me something you've been working on. Dylan hadn't written much new material for himself, so he sang one he had written for Glenn Campbell, called Nothing But the Whole Wide World to Gain. T-Bone was drawn to the tune, excited, and told Dylan to write 10 or 15 more so they could make another album together. Dylan got to work immediately with only three weeks to finish due to T-Bone's busy schedule. Their work and excitement resulted in Jacob Dylan's 2010 album, Women in Country. It's interesting to see how the spontaneity of the moment can lead to in this outflow of creativity and how a normal encounter between friends can become extraordinary. The creation of one of the most popular hymns in history shares a similar story. Blessed Assurance is well known. It's been loved and shared for generations and was written by Fanny Jane Crosby and Phoebe Palmer Knapp. The daughter of a Methodist minister, Phoebe Knapp, had an interest in music at an early age, composing and writing music of her very own. Throughout her life, the native New Yorker composed over 500 hymns. One of her other most famous hymns is Nearer the Cross, a tune she also wrote the music for. The lyrics to that and Blessed Assurance came from her friend, Fanny Crosby. Also a lifelong Methodist, Crosby was blind at just six weeks of age. However, she didn't let this deter her. At age six, she began writing music. Also a native New Yorker, she started attending the New York Institute of the Blind at the age of 15 and became a teacher there at the age of 22. Over her lifetime, she wrote over 8,000 hymn texts and was either influential or friends with four U.S. presidents. Between Fanny Crosby and Phoebe Knapp, we have an immense outpouring of music. So, where does Blessed Assurance come into the picture? A precise date isn't given, but likely somewhere between 1872 and 1873, Fanny Crosby was visiting the Knapp home while Phoebe Knapp was having an organ installed in the house. While the work was going on, Knapp brought Crosby over to the piano and played her a new melody she had been working on. When Knapp finished, she turned to Crosby and asked, What does this tune say? Within a few seconds, Crosby replied, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That day, the first verse was written and the rest followed soon after. When the song was finished, it was first published in the Knapp family's monthly magazine, Guide to Holiness, in 1873. 
Over time, the hymn was reprinted and shared in other publications, gaining popularity and spreading across the country and into the UK and the rest of Europe, making its way to becoming one of the most popular hymns of all time. Among the ranks of Amazing Grace, it is well with my soul and all of our favorite Christmas songs. No odd mysteries to unravel, no unthinkable events to work through, no overwhelming moment of awe-stricken inspiration, just two friends hanging out one afternoon while an organ was being put in. The spontaneity of a visit, an installation, and a question led to the creation of this timeless, enduring song, a song filled with the joy of our faith. Going a step further, this hymn also resonates with our belief as Methodists. The idea of Christian perfection goes back to the beginnings of Methodism. John Wesley believed that we as Christians should strive to not only build our relationship with God, but also represent the grace and fruit of our faith in our day-to-day lives. A professor of church music at Perkins School of Theology and the author of the History of Hymns article, where a lot of the information in this episode comes from, C. Michael Hune highlights the connection between blessed assurance and Christian perfection best. He says, Crosby captured the poetic essence of Wesleyan understanding of Christian perfection in the phrase, Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. The entire hymn is focused on heaven, a place where perfect submission and perfect delight will take place. The earthly existence is one of watching and waiting, looking above. As we submit ourselves to Christ and are filled with his goodness and lost in his love, we are remade in Christ's image and are moving toward Christian perfection. This hymn appeals to the senses in a rich way. Not only do we have a foretaste of glory, we experience visions of rapture that burst on our sight, and we hear echoes of mercy, whispers of love. As Fanny Crosby says in the first verse, we are heirs of salvation, a purchase of God, born of his spirit, and washed in his blood. Those lines remind us who we are as Christians and what was sacrificed in order for us to be heirs of this salvation. The chorus of this song reminds us that as Christians, we have a gospel to share, because this is our story and this is our song, praising our Savior all the day long, calling to mind countless psalms that call us to share the praise with others, like Psalms 40, verse 3, which says, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise for our God. Many people will learn of this and be amazed. They will trust the Lord. Or Ephesians 5, 18 through 20, which says, Be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. With that said, where does this hymn meet us today? Though it may be difficult to have the same certainty of our faith, our God has not changed and the salvation we received hasn't either. We too are witness to the same echoes of mercy and whispers of love that we have read in the Bible and seen throughout this series so far. Regardless of what we face today, I hope that we can embrace these words from Hebrews 10. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful.